Welcome to Strictly Ball Business. Uh, this is episode 60, I believe. 61. And, oh, 61. Uh, correct me on that. Thank you very much. This is Dalton and I am Alec. We are ready to let you know everything that's going on in the NBA today. That's important, however. Uh, I'm just kidding. We're not going to be able to talk at all. There's so much going on. It's been an exciting season so far. But I'll tell you what we will talk about. A little bit of disappointment. <laughs> a little bit of disappointment counter from that excitement, of course. Um, you know, we like to get a little negative here, but not too negative. But of course, the Clippers are a team that we thought were going to be a top three seed this year. And so far, they've been disappointing. We'll get into that. As well as the Charlotte Hornets, who are extremely disappointing and need to think about making some trades to build for the future. And we will also talk about the Pacers, uh, who are a surprising win uh, now team potentially and we're going to discuss whether they should stick with that or should they you know try to stay young and maybe tank a little bit while letting the young guys play uh, we'll discuss that in full um and then killian hayes has been bouncing back lately as well at least in the last uh 12 uh, games i believe it is maybe 15 games and we're going to talk a little bit about that and then who knows what else we'll get into we'll see this has been Strictly Ball Business. Strictly Ball Business. Strictly Ball Business. I like that video. Nah, shit. But starting out here, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, we thought they would be a top three team in the West. At least I did. Maybe I shouldn't speak for you on that. Uh, but with the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, presumably we thought they were going to come back this year. And they still haven't played really much this year at all. Um, still on and off uh, on the court. I mean, they're 13 and 10, so it could be worse, I suppose. I mean, they're they're not horrendous, right? But, you know, it, it should be better also. Yeah, I mean, we're not saying that they're an entire disappointment. I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, you know, yeah, they're 13 and 10, fifth seed in the West. But we thought they were going to be contenders. We both thought they were. It was them and the Warriors that we were talking about. We had a whole video about it. We expected the limits for them, but they just kind of honestly like they haven't lived up to it. And there's a few reasons why. I mean, like, injuries is a huge part. Kawhi has only played five games. Paul George has only played 15 games, 16 games. Wall has only played 18 games. Luke Kennard has only played 14 games. They 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 have such a a variation of guys out on the floor all the time. They're not seeing any consistency. And Kawhi just came back. I know everyone like 2K downgraded him for four OVRs or something. Everyone started like, is he like, is the injury? And he just came back from like a year and a half off. I mean, I give him time. He's still a plus player. I mean, the guy's averaging uh, 10 points, four rebounds, 3.4 assists, 42, 13, 77. That stat line alone, I know that's very scary. I don't think, I think it'll obviously get better. It's a smaller role. Minute, minutes are getting managed. I'm not too worried about Kawhi. He's still actually a plus nine on the season. And defense is still there regardless. So. I'm not too worried about Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little worried about him, but I think it's just because he hasn't played in such a long time and he's getting older and maybe he's not over the hill yet. But I mean, the Clippers haven't really gotten a whole lot, a whole lot out of Kawhi uh, in terms of his contract in totality. I mean, yeah, they did get to the Western Conference Finals, um, but he wasn't with them uh, for that part because he was hurt. So. You know, he's coming off of one of the worst injuries you can have, and he's continually 
has these knee injuries. I would love to see him be who we expect him to be, but it might take some time. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to look at it being like, you know, the best part of that thing that came out of signing Kawhi Leonard and free agency was that they got Paul George. Because Paul George has been the hero for the Clippers the last few years. All like Kawhi, I don't I don't I can't think of moments where Kawhi has made like the Clippers like proud, but like Paul George has done a lot for this franchise already, like way more than a lot, a lot of other players. You know, he's the one that got arguably he's the he was the hugest, biggest part of why they went to that conference finals, you know, and I don't think Kawhi had I mean, Kawhi had something to do with it, like other games, but it's Paul George that's been like the lead Clipper now, but he's missed a ton of games, too. He has. Yeah. And, you know, the two of them. um are what this Clippers team is built around. They're the ones making the most money, yet they're never on the court. And you can't tell me they can just show up and be ready for the playoffs and not play a ton of regular season games and just show up for the playoffs and dominate. Um, Because, like, that team chemistry is not going to be there. And, like, yeah, it's Kawhi Leonard and it's Paul George. They're great guys that command the respect. And all the other players will work to get them their looks. But... I don't know if they'll work together as well as you hope because really uh this league is what you've done for me for me lately and you gotta i don't know you gotta be connecting all the time you can't just show up and and, and make it work that's what we thought the nets were gonna be able to do right yeah but um you can't just put talent together and hope it works luckily clippers have a great coach ty Lu. i will say with all those lineup changes you were talking about um they figure it out i mean he's potentially i think most people think he's the best game in-game adjuster in the in the coaching ranks the nba right now um and he might be just the best lineup adjuster overall and gets a lot out of his players i mean you saw what zubat did obviously so i don't know it's not all lost for the clippers but i don't got my hopes up right i guess that's what i'm trying to say yeah, a hundred percent. Tyloo is great. Uh, he, I think he's the reason why they have a uh, top five defense. I think they're fifth on defense right now, and it's uh, a lot of it is because of him. And you're right. Yeah, his adjustments are insane. I mean, they're especially with the inconsistency of the next guy I want to talk about is Norman Powell, who's been the big, uh, not the biggest. There's another guy that's the biggest disappointment on this team, but Norman Powell. We I think we can all agree. Like we expected a lot more than 14. Him coming out just playing, doing 14 points per game, and I mean it's decent efficiency. I think uh 45 uh 45 from the field 38 37 from three i don't have the numbers right in front of me but uh he's there's a lot of things about what he's doing his defense is just not there and it feels like there's just a lack of offensive aggression i mean you expect him especially when Kawhi's out to step up be that guy you're gonna get your touches want you to go and score because it's not just i mean yeah there's paul george there's marquis morris uh john wall there's uh all those guys that they'll get their touches but it was they went out and got Norman Powell for that reason to act as that replacement for Kawhi, not defensively, but more offensively as a scoring option. And he just kind of hasn't filled it, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that's definitely what they brought him in for to fill that gap um, while Kawhi and, and Paul George are consistently out. And maybe he's just not comfortable enough to be taking enough shots per game um, that he should be. I don't know. Um, but would love to see the same level of aggression you have with Toronto. I feel like he's just fallen off since then. And maybe he he's felt uncomfortable moving around after being traded. Maybe he feels like he's a lesser player for some reason, and that's affecting his confidence. Um, but he's still young. I'd, I'd love to see him bounce back here. Um, and I think we've seen with other guys before, 
if it is a mental thing, you can overcome that um, possibly. And if not, then you'll be out of the league in a few years. I don't know. That's yeah. kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah, there are only 23 games and he can certainly turn around. It's just a bummer seeing like, we know he's not there for defense. We know he's not a defensive player. But it's a bummer scene. He he's in there having all the minutes, but he's the wor- he has the worst offensive rating on this team. So that's that's the yeah, worst part of it. That's alarming. Yeah, that, that's pretty alarming. But the last guy who I love him. He's all I've always liked this player, but he's just he's kind of been a disappointment on this team is John Wall. And I, I mean I like him. I, I'm looking for any excuse to say he's not a, a disappointment, but he's 19th on this team for pace, uh, which is ninth. Wait, 19th? No, ninth in pace. No, the team is 19th in pace. I'm sorry, I'm reading my notes wrong. The team is 19th in the NBA in pace, uh, which you, they a lot of them expected him. He's a, he was a fast player. He's a good defensive player. He's good at good with playmaking. Just not the best shooter. But he was supposed to come in and directly improve the offense, have an offensive leader out there, and he's just is this kind of not where they are. I mean, they're very middle of the pack on offense. Um, that it, that is, they're making their uh they're winning games by defense, which is. I'm not fully attributed, but mainly attributed to Ty Lue, as you said. Their defense is just kind of getting taken care of by all the other guys. With like Zubac is playing great defense, Paul George and Covington, they're always playing good defense, and even Kawhi, obviously, is playing good defense. So it's he's just he's supposed to come on and be the offensive leader, and he's just not that. He's second in usage on the team, but 13th in offensive rating. <laughs> that, that, so that that's pretty bad. So he's the third worst on the team for offensive rating. Um, he's near just about the worst uh, as one of the slower pace guys on the roster, and his it just looks like his uh, ability to defend just isn't there right now. Maybe he's slower from all the injuries, but yeah, I mean, I I, I would love to see him uh, bounce back. I, I always hope every year is going to be his bounce back year. But like you said, he's missed a good amount of games even this season. Um, and what have those injuries been to as well? Do you know what they were? Uh, I know it was, it was a, the Achilles, wasn't it? When he was... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to type in the last five injuries of John Wall. <laughs> well, yeah, I just want to know what, what was holding him out this year. If it, you know, But, you know, while he's in there, you want to see the pace go up. Obviously, the team's overall pace. I think it's hard for one player to impact it um, fully when you got other slow guys like Zubak, Powell. Uh, Paul George is slow. Um, Kawhi, I mean, it's a bunch of slow guys. So one guy can't change it all, unfortunately. And what were the Clippers in, in place last season? That's a good question. Uh, I'll look that up after. Uh, so his knee was knee is the recent thing that's bothering him, but it was his hamstring and Achilles and then knee. So it's yeah. a lot of combinations of that. In 2020, uh, torn left torn Achilles was in uh, 2018. That's a huge, obviously one of the biggest injuries you could have. And then, so he's has hamstring issues as well. So, I mean, every, his lower half is just kind of falling apart. But let me, let me look up his, the team's pace here. Um, but I, I mean, you think, you think this team could turn it around? I think now is the time to have these struggles. That's fine. I mean, if they're clearly struggling and they're 13 and 10, it's not the worst thing in the world right now. They're only 23 games in, we're only a fourth away through the season. You certainly have enough time to figure it out. I don't think the, most teams have all these issues, and I'll point to like maybe doing a trade or like a coaching change is the issue. I don't see them. Ma- I don't see that they have to make any changes to turn this around. Do you? 
Uh, I think I don't think they really need to make any changes. They just need to have more consistency and need to be playing more. So I think that's always been the story with them. And it seems like they've won a couple games lately, right? So maybe that'll keep going. Maybe they can, um, you know, prove us a little wrong here and go on a win streak here, make that record look upside down. Um, if they're already in the fifth seed, um, that's like i think that's a matter of there's a lot of teams congested in the west right now overall so if they can keep winning games they can definitely separate from some of those other teams but i mean other teams are going to maybe win too um overall the west is a little disappointing for a lot of teams um you know it's it's funny to say that the clippers are having a disappointing season when you say that like what can you say about the golden state warriors or yeah well you know uh the Mavericks, they're struggling too, right? So yeah. Yeah. Those are two teams. By the way, they're last year, they're the exact same. They're 19th in pace. This oh, year, yeah. they're 19th in pace. Oh, okay. So, Wall hasn't improved their pace. No. Um, so, that is indicative that, yeah, he hasn't really come in. At least it's not worse, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. he's I mean, supposed it, to be making that better. Yeah, you're supposed, you bring in a guy like that, and especially when you insert him into your starting lineup as your starting point guard, you expect changes. And if you don't see any changes, it's kind of like, do you go back to Reggie Jackson and have John Wall come off the bench? At least with Reggie, you know they were they were doing well. They they, they have yeah. proof and success. Uh, which Reggie's had a down year as well. I mean, he's just started picking pick it up uh, recently, um, but still, it's just kind of everyone's a little inconsistent, falling apart. Yeah, but I, I don't, don't think they're, they're gonna... falling apart. Sorry. Yeah, and I don't think they can get anybody better than either of those guys, so they're just going to have to figure it out. And I think they can still be better than a lot of the teams in the West. I mean, the Suns uh, are right now leading the pack, so to speak, but the Nuggets are right there, Pelicans as well. Um, do any of those teams – oh, and then the Grizzlies are, are the other team ahead of the Clippers. Do any of those teams surprise you that they're ahead of the Clippers or that they're playing this well in general? The Nuggets this early in the season. I expected them to not take off this fast. And the Trailblazers, I didn't think they were going to uh, gel together as quickly. So they're falling I, off now, yeah, too. They're falling off. Yeah. They're 11-11 and they, now. So. I think they'll continue to fall off, uh, probably fall uh, above playing, five, fifth or sixth seed. Um, Nuggets, I, I didn't expect them. But Nuggets, I think, will keep it up. Grizzlies will keep it up. Suns will keep it up. Um, so yeah, I think I mean, the Clippers certainly have a chance to get back in there. Top four. Yeah. I mean, right now, as it looks, it's the Suns, Nuggets, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Clippers, Kings, Jazz, and Warriors in the top eight. And then you got your play-in of the Wolves and the Blazers. Um, I don't know. The only thing, like, obviously, it's like, oh, where are the Kings going to fall off? I think that's obviously a strong possibility. I think you can guarantee the Jazz will fall out. Um, I, don't, I don't think they'll win enough games to make it in um but maybe the maybe the mavericks will figure it out and get into the play-in tournament that's I, I'm, I'm sure they will one yeah. thing i think the pels will get up there i think the pel because zion brand bi and mccollum have only played 16 minutes together this whole season and they're doing and they already have the success they have it's kind of crazy I, I, I think they'll do a lot better once they all get on healthy and all on the floor zion's doing better and better every game B.I.'s B.I. and McCollum's improve. He had a slow start, but he looks like he's turning it around as well. Yeah, it's looking like the Pelicans are going to be a force in the West for a long time, potentially. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to be doing, be succeeding this early, uh, like this this early. 
it's, it's not too surprising, right? Because like the guys that got back in that Davis trade were already developed. Uh, they were ready to, you know, let loose and they held on to one of the, the best of those three, Brandon Ingram, who's playing yeah. great for them. And they turned, you know, assets into, or they turned one of the other guys, Josh Hart into CJ McCollum, you know, and some other guys. Yeah. Um, so great asset management by David Griff Griffin overall. Um, he got a lot of hate with uh, being Cleveland's GM, you know, just kind of getting mm -hmm. bent over the barrel of LeBron's team. Um, and then it's funny that he ends up making a trade basically with LeBron, with the Pelicans. But um, who yeah. knows? Maybe the Pelicans will get a championship out of this core and it'll all be worth it. I think it's certainly in the cards. Also, shout out the... Trey Murphy was a steal. He's doing wonderful. He's doing great right now, and uh, he's certainly a versatile yeah. uh, guard, a wing to have. He's he's been playing the two through four for them, so kind of filling in for everyone except for uh, I mean even CJ when he plays off ball of Jose or uh, um, Devante. So yeah. like they, they have a lot of versatility on that team, and I I think championship down the road is certainly in the cards for them. But let's move on to the other disappointing team we wanted to talk about, the Hornets. I mean, obviously, we kind of knew this uh, this was coming entering the season. I mean, whenever whenever you start a season off with what Miles Bridges did to them, I mean, it's kind of tough. Like, how do you rebound from that? Lamelo's in and out of injury. Uh, they got a lot. Of, they got a lot going on in Charlotte. So, I'm thinking, you know what? It didn't work with with everyone healthy. Maybe you just kind of trade away. There's shown that there's a market for the guy. Some of the guys they have on contract. I think it's worth trading them away, getting some maybe some young talent back, getting some misfits that aren't fitting on other teams. Let, let me jump in right to that too. So I'm thinking here's one that I, I we talked about it one of the last videos we had. And I, I I know you wanted to see this. So it's the Hornets and the Timberwolves. So uh Hornets are, are getting D'Angelo Russell, Wendell Moore, and a second round pick. And uh and there and Wendell and Wendell Moore, the GOAT! And uh, Timberwolves are getting Kelly Oubre and Rosier back. Who says no to that trade? Um, I don't know. I would guess maybe Charlotte says no and maybe wants another pick out of it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they, but maybe they're happy to get out of Terry Rosier's contract. Um, Four years. Four yeah. years. Uh, 21 million. Four years, 21 million. They did just offer him. They, I know they like him. He, he's obviously a great guy to have around. He score, give you 20. He's a great basketball player. I understand keeping him around. But also, Delos and expiring is kind of the idea of this. So they, they lose off some of that uh, that salary that they give off to him. And Kelly, Kelly Uber is also an expiring in this case. So, And plus, Wolves get shooting. We see the Wolves side. We know what they're getting. They're getting basically a deal less playmaking more defense which is okay in this in this case because they, they still have Anna edwards they had cat on the floor they got they got enough playmakers i think for now and not, i think rosier would certainly help that also with shooting and kelly Oubre would help with shooting and offense which they're definitely struggling with this year but on the hornet side Delo's not a terrible guy you get a guy that can uh maybe orchestrate your offense a little better than rose rosier comes out you get a guy that maybe he'll play better. I mean, he's shown that in the right environment, he can play well, like with the Nets and first streaks with the Warriors. And he's just kind of, it just kind of hasn't been put together for him on the Timberwolves. He's fourth tier player, fourth best player on the starting lineup for them. So it's a little tough for him because I think that's just hurts his mindset. So going to the Hornets where you certainly have enough time and room to do what he needs. 
Uh, Wendell Moore is a nice young talent. We've seen some, some some potential and might as well grow him there, you know, start your rebuild. Yeah, they might. I, I can see them wanting a first. Maybe they'll get two seconds out of it. But Wendell um, Moore is pretty good. I mean, that defense uh, in, Mem in the Memphis Grizzly game the other day, yeah. I don't know, man, might be the next defensive GOAT. Looking like a Kogi with some more confident, competent offense. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need defense out there. They don't have many guys that you can just point to on that uh, Hornets roster that are they are good at defense. You know, LaMelo's, LaMelo's long. He has the ability to defend, but he's also their main playmaker. Uh, um, PJ Washington's not much of a defender. <laughs> uh, James Booker Knight yeah. definitely isn't. You know, they got they got guys out there that's just not doing it for them. So I think uh, Wendell Moore would be an addition to them. I think they'd, they'd like to have him. But that was that trade another one is this next one's very popular everyone's talking about th these idea this idea um it's the hornets and the hawks i'm sure you have an idea of what this is so it's uh the hornets are getting justin holiday and john collins and they're get and they're giving up gordon hayward cody martin and a lottery protected first round pick to the hawks so the hawks are one of the are at the bottom right now for three-point shooting which is very surprising for a team with like trey young so they clearly need to get better. I think with a guy like Clint Capella, they've shown that it's not working with John Collins. They need a guy to get out there and spread the floor. They want to play a foot. They, they can't have a guy like John Collins who spends a lot of time in the paint wanting to post up. So you move him out. You get a guy like Gordon Hayward who shoots well from threes. Very good offensive player, especially around DeJounte, who's not the best at spacing the floor. So you get a guy like that. I think that's a certain improvement. John Collins moves someplace where he... Will actually, I think he'll flourish more because he'll go back to being a, an actual scoring option where he's not really a scoring option anymore. And uh, he gets to play with guys like LaMelo, who uh, John Collins was really, really good next to Trey Young when they when it was only Trey Young and him. So I think it's very uh, indicative of that. So I think that he'd do well. What do you think of this? I think, uh, you know, the, the Hawks have been trying to get a good package for John Collins for years and this one can maybe work they definitely need some more three-point shooting I don't think you should be too surprised that they're not great shooting there because Trey Young actually um he shot a career high three points uh last season with 38 percent that was great but other than that he's averaged about 34 percent and this year it's down to 30 so complete fall off a cliff for him maybe um He's just not getting the right open looks. I don't know what's going on. You know there. what it is, right? I haven't, I haven't watched enough open games, but I know Dejounte Murray. Um, he's probably getting more of the ball, right? Or yeah, he's getting a lot of the ball. A lot of it is diagnosis? off ball. My diagnosis is that Trey Young is no longer on my fantasy team, and he switched to your fantasy oh. team. That's why he's shooting worse. <laughs> oh, oh, is that why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly why. Which is just a bummer because you know, if I were Trey, I'd want to be on my fantasy team too. Like we were excelling, yeah. we were doing well. Just do, I couldn't pay attention to set all my lineups in the playoffs, but that's whatever. That, that's that's in the past. Um, no, yeah, a lot of it is him going off ball. Uh, Dejounte Murray's and so so it's a new system, offensive system when you insert a guy like that. I think it'll go up, it'll turn around. I but I do still think they need better floor spacing with guy like Clint Capella, even guys like De DeAndre Hunter. Uh, they're gonna have to clear the space. They got rid of Gallinari, who when they needed to spread the floor like that and open up. Um, he they would put him in for John Collins or John Collins at center with Capella out and they would be able to space it but they can't not now with John Collins and uh, Capella running all the time so th I think this would certainly help that out and they'd get a little uh, Gordon Hayward's a very easy guy to get along with uh, so I think that'll help in the locker room because it seems he's like he's hurt all the time he's he hurt is. right now yeah yeah well I mean 
when he comes out smaller role like when he's not an actual scoring option which he won't be on the hawks i think he maybe he'd be a little better <laughs> but yeah he is hurt all the time but maybe it's a risk they take i mean they they still who else do they get out of this oh the caleb martin who's playing wait caleb or cody martin um just nope. cody right cody martin yep cody martin who's playing who played really well for them he's he's playing well so i mean you get another uh stagnant shooter that'll help out so that that'll be nice but my last trade this one this one uh i mean we'll see how it goes so another team that's very low on shooting right now and just needs any help with offense is the heat and i think uh they would uh welcome terry rozier into their i think he's a perfect fit for their uh for what they're doing over there in Miami. I think he's great for their culture. And all they have to give up. So the Heat would just get Terry Rozier, but the Heat would have to give up Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, and a first-round pick. Is that enough? Yeah, I mean, I could see the I could see the Heat doing that um, and being trying to be aggressive, trying to get a score. Um, they have a slew I, of first-round picks. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like this because Kyle Lowry is going to be your point guard. Um, while he's when he's on the court, <laughs> not injured. Uh, this would I think the Rozier would be their starting two, and this would move Tyler Hero back to the bench where he excelled last year. There's no doubt about that. He was doing well, and he's struggling as the uh, starting as a starting two guard right now. So I think I think that would certainly put things back to where they needed. They add some needed offense. Jimmy Butler still uh, is th- plays off the three, and then Bam's at the at the five. So I think this would help them out a lot. Yeah, I mean, they were great last year with that as their formation, but they've kind of come back this year with just a, a worse team. You know, same guys, but in worse roles. So and older. bringing a guy like, yeah, and older, um, getting hurt more often. I mean, Jimmy Butler's going to be back now, I think, uh, against the Celtics. But uh, other than that, uh, like, Martin's been a surprise for them, obviously. Max Drews has been a surprise for them, but they can only do so much. I mean, yeah, the Heat, they pull a lot out of their role players, but they can't turn role players into superstars. I haven't seen it happen yet. Um, I've seen them turn some role players into some quality guys, but um, I think bringing in a guy who's already proven, maybe they can pull some more out of him. Um, That would be great to see, and maybe Terry Rozier can unlock a new level. Yeah, and Terry Rozier has pro- proven that he can perform on the large stage. You know, he's been in a conference. He's l- arguably been one of the more consistent players when the Celtics went to the uh, conference finals with you know him and Jalen Brown and a young Tatum who uh, most of that most of that offense l- leaned on Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier, and they I think they did well. I mean, that's where he got his nickname, Scary Terry. <laughs> Scary Terry. So, oh, yeah. so I I think that would certainly help them, and I think he's he's a dog. He'd fit in. So I think uh, Jimmy Butler would love to play with Terry Rozier, along yeah. with everyone else there. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, but those were all the trades I thought of for the Hornets. Um, if you guys liked any of them, if you think none of them are going to happen, you can rate us below, comment below. Um, just let us know. But let's move on to uh, the opposite of disappointment team, a very impressive team that we uh, we predicted. We can't get enough. We can't say enough of that. We knew. We knew they were going to be in the playoffs. We are smart guys once. We were smart once. But it's the Pacers. You know, they, they are, they're wonderful right now. They're the fourth seed in the East, 12-9. and nine. Uh, They have a very comparable offense. They're sitting in the middle on a lot of their team stats with rebounding, offense, defense. Do you think they should go into tank mode where they're like, you know what, we don't have enough talent. We got to let's trade away uh, Buddy Heald. Let's trade away Turner. Let's trade away these large assets that people want. Try to get some more picks and try to re- come back. Or 
you think they should make a win now move and push their push their success further um i i mean i think i'd rather see them do a win now move and try to just see the success go further because they've got some good young guys realistically if they um continue doing what they're doing even if they traded miles turner and buddy healed i still feel like they'd win some games they might not make the playoffs but they're not going to end up with a top five pick so i don't know if there's really a point to gutting the team um rather i'd let it I'd, I'd just rather see this out see if they can continue to play hard and the only way i'm trading uh, miles turner in the future is if he tells me he doesn't want to play here anymore yeah, I mean, he's playing great. So I think this is a career high for him. He's 17 points per game. I mean, he's playing great. He's wonderful. Um, yeah. Still still lower on the rebounds, but good to be. Yeah, but I think uh, I think he wanted to um, just have a bigger role anywhere, and I think he's fine with that being in Indiana. Yeah, I mean, he seems happy. I mean, he's uh, he's had some excitable tweets I've seen where he's pretty good, where he's uh, happy where he's at, happy what they're doing. I mean, of course, he's the vet, too. He's the vet on this team yeah which is super yeah, nice and to he's, see. and he's still young like they could you know they could really accelerate here with a guy like tyrese halliburton getting better and just being an excellent facilitator making his teammates better um you know i'd like to keep around a guy like buddy Heald who can make shots um i don't know is he a free agent after this year i think so i, I didn't look at his contract uh yeah i didn't yeah, look at he, his contract he's a free agent maybe you trade him but, but um I don't know. He's a decent role player. And obviously, Benedict Matherin, if you can give him more minutes, I think that's great. Uh, but he's already gained plenty, I suppose. And yeah. He'll just continue to get better. So I, I agree. Uh, Buddy Heal. Buddy Heal does another year in his contract after after this year. He's another one. So okay. it's not uh, expiring. He's a year left. So um, I think. So I was looking at this roster. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I do think they should continue. I don't think this is one of those cases where they're rushing the rebuild. I think they clearly hit on Chris Duarte. They hit on Matherin. O'Shea Brissett was a great pickup. Um, Jalen Smith is still kind of up in the air, but obviously Tyrese Halliburton's right now the best playmaker in the NBA, averaging almost 12 assists a game. Yeah. Guy's insane. Yeah. So To like almost no turnovers sometimes too. Yeah. He's also leading the NBA in assist and assist turnover ratio. Yeah, exactly. Which is insane. Just uh, outrageous. But so I was looking at it. They don't have a guy scoring over 20 points per game average. No, they, they have two guys averaging 19, and that's Halliburton and Matherin. Then uh, Miles is averaging 17. So I'm like, you know, they need an offensive score. They need a really good guy. I think their defense between Halliburton, um, Duarte plays good defense. They got some defensive guys. Obviously, Turner's a defensive player of the year candidate when he wants to be. Um, I think they have enough talent there. I think uh, I have I've put up a trade, um, and I, this is retaining shooters like Buddy Heel, Duarte, and Matherin. It's kind of a it's it's an iffy package, but maybe this team's open into it because maybe they just want to rebound rebuild from the ground up. Um, and Turner's shooting thirty eight percent from three on four threes, by the way, which is pretty. Also, that was my most impressive thing about him this year. Um, so they are calling up the Bulls. And the Pacers are like, hey, Bulls, listen, we're, we'll give you TJ McConnell. We'll give you Daniel Tice. We'll give you O'Shea Brissett, Chris Duarte, and two first-round picks. Um, there's protections on the on the left below. It's a lottery protected um, and then a top five protected first-round pick for DeMar DeRozan. 
I think DeMar DeRozan, this is one of the very few teams that'll fit in where the, uh, he's not the best at defense, but they can make it up on defense and they have the shooting to supply, to support him. He's clearly, he could be a number one scoring option on a, on a really good team. We can see that. I think with a playmaker like Halliburton, it could only make it better and a third tier scorer like Matherin. Um, maybe not this year they make a good push, but I think in a year after this and two, they, maybe they can get there. And I think DeMar DeRozan would be a great vet to have on this team. And I think he'd be a perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, DeMar DeRozan is a fantastic player. He's got a few more good years left in him, I'm sure. So, you know, yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Why not? <laughs> he, he would help out uh, this team a ton, I think. Uh, I just worry, like, nah, nah, screw it. Do it. Why not? Yeah, he's getting older. He has two years left That's on his contract. Cool. I see it. But we we keep thinking, saying every year, every year we say, oh, DeMar DeRozan, he's getting older. We haven't seen it. <laughs> like, he just stays as good as he is. And we thought last year he was going to be better. his peak year. Yeah, and he's just as good this year as he was last year. So, And he was getting MVP talks last year. So, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Just call him over. I don't think it's working out for the Bulls. I never thought him and uh, Vucevic were a great fit anyway. Um, so, you know, I think this is it. I think you pull in a guy like DeMar DeRozan. Bulls. Maybe they look at it, they're like, oh, we get two first-round picks and two solid young guys um, in uh, Duarte and Brissett. You know, might as well pull the trigger. And Duarte, I, we've talked about it. We think he can get up yeah. to maybe have a all-star, one or two all-star years in his career. You know, he, he's, he has that potential. Yeah, it's an essentially kicking down uh, the can the can down the road. Because, like, the Bulls did the same thing when they traded Jimmy Butler for Zach Levine. And then he became a star with them. Yeah. Um, and then they, you know, maybe do the same thing with DeMar for Duarte and he'll become a star in a couple of years if he stays healthy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's Duarte's injured right now, but I mean, it, it's yeah. fine. It's not a major injury. I, I think that would be great for them. Uh, do you have any other players on, in mind that you think would be worth them going out there and trading for? I mean, everyone wants to say Bradley Beal, so we won't count him anymore. We just don't talk about Bradley Beal. It's not happening. Yeah, he's <laughs> never leaving Washington. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh i think there's like lots of fringe options out there um like maybe they could get a julius randall but i don't know what how much that would do for them yeah um maybe they'd be interested yeah like me like an athletic big i think could could do some good for them but someone who's not better than miles turner that way he still gets his shine <laughs> yeah do you think uh, it's worth it to maybe do a like maybe win it comes down the road do a swap still for eight turner for aiden you think that's still worth it now or you think with the success they've had they just kind of say you know that we're not we're gonna try to fit someone into this team rather than try to build the team yeah i mean i think it'd be maybe kind of a lateral move between the two uh overall aiden might be a better rebounder but uh miles turner can get you pretty well so that's a nice thing to add on your team too so kind of depends on what you want if you just want to stick with the hometown guy, you're, you're saying in Indiana, you know, we're happy that he's happy to be here. I don't know. Maybe stick with Miles Turner. He's not. He's not from Indiana before being drafted there, obviously, but he's been there for a good six years now. So, gotta have some sense of loyalty, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You think John Collins would be a good fit? I mean, he's the hot topic yeah. for uh, trades right now. You think, yeah, I think he would be a good. That'd fit. be a good one. I think. I think he would work out well there for sure. And they provide him with that, with all the spacing he needs to. John Collins, who's a uh, very active guy, lets uh, Turner, Turner like shooting threes. So 
pulls him out more. Obviously, he's a better fit next than uh, Capella. Still not a, still not completely ideal. Both of them like some uh, posting up and stuff, but you know, I I think that would be a neat. I mean, he's young too. He also meets their timeline, so they can he can excel with them. So that's yeah. certainly uh, in that'd the be a good move. Yeah, John Collins is, is definitely a good one to look out for. Yeah. But why don't you guys comment below? Who do you think should uh, the Pacers should look at? Or do you th- do you even think they should be trying to win now? You think they should trade off these assets, still try to pick up one or two more young guys in the next few years, and then and then push for the playoffs? Comment below. Let us know that stuff. But I know this next guy you wanted to talk about, Killian Hayes. He's had a great uh, the last 10 games. He's been doing well, 11 points per game, two point, almost three rebounds, six assists, 44, 38, 89. Talk to yep. him. Well, and... And, and it's outside of that, he's getting a lot of steals, getting a lot of blocks. Uh, even within the last five games, he's had three games with multiple uh, steals in the game and with multiple blocks in the same game. So uh, loving the activeness. Uh, last game, he shot 10 of 13 um, for his 22 points. Um, and he's really stepped up with uh, Cade being out for now. So it's kind of funny to see him decide, oh, now I want to be a good player. It's like, Oh, they just drafted your replacement, bro. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it might not be too late to be a good player and get a good contract elsewhere, I guess. So, you know, good for him. You know, show what you can do. And, hey, he's only 21 years old. Uh, so why can't he develop? You know, maybe it's a matter of we give up on players way too fast in the NBA. Uh, you know, me and you, we were shitting on Killian Hayes ourselves. And um, a lot of people have been shitting on Killian Hayes saying last year, he was like the worst player in the NBA, period. Uh, but hey, why can't you improve from there? Um, I'm willing to give a guy credit um, when it's due, and it looks like it's due for killing Hayes. At least for now. You know, yeah. you got to keep it going, though. Yeah, he's doing well. I think if he plays like this, it's not too late. Yeah, he's 21. I think he has a year left on his rookie contract. Uh, yeah, a year yeah. left on his rookie contract. I mean, I think, especially with the how we've seen with Jaden, uh, with, with Ivy and Cunningham, You've shown that they're they're semi uh, regular to getting injuries and staying off the floor. Maybe that's the front office being like, "Hey, any, any little injury, take him off the floor. We still want to be bad." Maybe it's something like that. But uh, last time games he's been doing, he also had a 17 and 11 game. Uh, that that was that was pretty nice. He's he, they're still losing, and I mean, I don't want before I bring out the numbers to like uh, let everyone down, but but uh, he, he's still. I, I do think there's a spot for him in this league. I think if he can push out um a playmaking defensive type player there's guys that uh make their name on that i mean let's look, look at pat bev i mean um even if you're able to shoot spread the floor a little bit better than russell westbrook you'll, you should always have a job so uh but late as of late he's making the time the the minutes he's had better because i do think sometimes that's what it takes is somebody to draft your replacement placement to be like oh now i gotta step up and like really put in the work and be a be a better player sometimes but he still kind of has a wonky shot. It still doesn't look perfect. It's just kind of going in as of recently. Yeah. Um, well, Harry's Halliburton has an ugly shot. It's true. Yeah, that's right. Except, uh, yeah, that, that's fair. But Tyrese Halliburton came in and it was it was working right away. Whereas right. Hayes wasn't right working. Well, maybe but it's working if, now. Yeah. If if it continues to work, great. I'll be the first to be like, you know what? Uh, we were wrong. He's it's yeah. just he just needed time. For the record, we weren't wrong at the time. He still was pretty <laughs> ass at the time. But like people like oh, to, yeah. people like to talk about it in the well, NBA. Like, the yeah, 
I mean, people like to talk about now, like looking at look, everyone look at Devin Booker. He's one of the best players in the league. His def people were talking about his defense. I'm like, well, his defense did it suck. It was bad. <laughs> like it was yeah, bad. It's really good. Like, like players change. Like it happens. We just talk about yeah. what we see. Uh, yeah. However, we didn't. What we were wrong about was we didn't think he could. Killian Hayes could be better than he was, and he, he is. This is this it's is true. where it is. He's got a head. I did not think he was going to turn around and. Um, you know, so far it's looking like maybe he can he can change the way we think about him, but it's a small sample size, and maybe it's a matter of having that confidence with the other guys being out. Uh, when Kate is back, is he gonna you know be shy and timid again? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but the advanced numbers, he still has a bad offensive rating, still has a terrible defensive rating. As but as bad as I want to talk about it, he has. There's, there's numbers where you're like, it's inflated by a bad team, but he has 120 defensive rating in the last 10 games, which is obscenely bad. Uh, I know he plays good on-ball defense, but some te team defense, he's still small. He still like gets pushed around. He's just not NBA strong yet, and he's still you see him struggle on that end. He still has a bad, pay, bad, bad pacing pace rate. Terrible shooting percentage is still bad. I don't mean to shit out, but it's still there. Like he still has a lot, a lot of work to come through. And you know what gets you paid in the NBA? Consistency. And I, I want to see it more from him. It, like last five games, he's been great. Keep it up, man. We'll be, we'll toss it. We'll talk about you. We'll, we'll, we'll give you your praises on this podcast. But we got to see more of that stuff. It's got to increase. And I know he's on a bad team. Offensive rating is inflated by that. I do think he, he's a better offensive player than his off offensive rating shows obviously his defense there's aspects about his defense that are better than his rating but as yeah, a whole I mean, he's been active on defense at least he's again steals a, a lot he's, i think he's averaging about one and a half steals a game right now yep. um right now I, I mean i think that's encouraging to see the size he needs to get uh bigger for sure he's too small right now and is that just a matter of him being a kid I don't know. You got to kind of get bigger, faster for the NBA is, is kind of the matter of fact. So he's going to have to spend more time in the gym, I guess. But yeah. um, he's I think he's got the speed to keep up and uh, get back on defense. Maybe he'll get smarter here. The Pistons uh, just surprised. I think the Blazers the other night uh, is a high scoring game. But um, overall, I think the Pistons are not great at defense. They've like uh, on all aspects, like Isaiah Stewart's missed a lot of time, too. So when he's not playing, they're they're even worse. Yeah, I mean even Isaiah Stewart isn't the best defensive player, but he is their big. I mean they really don't have any good defensive players. I mean Sadiq Bey is having a down year. Bogdanovich has never been known as a defensive player. That's not his role. Uh, Marvin Bagley, <laughs> no, he, he he's not a good defensive player. Cunningham's not. Jaden Ivey's not. So they don't. They really need more defensive talent too. And uh, Dwayne Casey's never been known as a good defensive coach. So um, they, they, they have a lot of ways to come on that end. I think they're right now they're just kind of going for that talent, seeing who they get, and then they're going to start bringing in uh, defensive events as they go along. They certainly need a hit on a defensive player this next draft, though. Victor? Yeah. Victor? Can you say Victor? This team would I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously they'd love the number one overall pick. That'd be great. Again. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Why not? Two. Yeah, I mean, I think this franchise deserves it. I think they've gone through enough. Um, we can, I'd, I'd settle for Victor going here, hanging out with some K with Cade and Ivy. But what do you guys think of Cade? Are we wrong, or has he just been bad, or have we always been wrong? Killian, yeah, sorry. Um, just comment that below. Uh, I want you guys to let us know. But you have anything else on this episode, sir? 
No, sir. I think uh, we have strictly talked the ball business. Right. We have strictly talked ball business. I don't think we've ever not talked ball business. I think we've been very strict on that uh, subject, but I yes. appreciate everyone's uh, <laughs> everyone's uh, patience with us as we because we just like balls. We <laughs> like balls. Um. <laughs> well, that that sounds good. We'll be here next week to uh, comment below. If you guys want us to talk about anything, comment that below. We will talk about the topics that we approve of that you guys comment below. <laughs> Yes, 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 we will. And we are ready uh, for more basketball in December now. This is where the boys become men. I think you're going to get a real good idea of what these teams really are at this point. Um, you know, some teams are dealing with a lot of injuries. There's some players that are really slumping. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see who turns it around, but it's going to be interesting. Yes, sir, it is. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Uh, ah, shit. I didn't know this.